I'm starting to think Martez Manuel, the Missouri safety, is going to have his biggest year yet for the Tigers, plus why we should never take football for granted no matter what happens this fall. All this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. And yes, the season under a week away now. I cannot wait for it. I got to say, big two thumbs up once again to Desiree Reed Francois for getting this game moved up a couple days, not only for some extra time to prepare for Kansas State, but also a night game as well. It's going to be a hot one, I do imagine. It's going to be about 90 degrees this weekend. Who needs to just bake in the sun all day? Honestly, if I had my druthers, all of these September Missouri football games would start at about 6 o'clock or so. Why not? It's going to be hot. Let's have them at night games. But hey, then the rest of the year, once the calendar flips to October, how about the traditional 1 p.m.? Of course, we're never going to get that. All of the now streaming wars are eventually the SEC and, of course, Missouri will be involved in at some point. So, of course, the corporate overlords will tell us when we get to kick off. But that would be my perfect world. But you know what? I digress because I want to start off by talking about Martez Manuel, of course, the former Rockbridge product, Missouri safety I really think he's going to have a massive, massive season this year, the more I think about it, because I think he should absolutely thrive in this new role in Blake Baker's defense. Because guess what? This is what Martez Manuel does best, because in this star role as the third safety, well, Martez is going to be roaming around the line of scrimmage a lot this season. And you know what? For a guy who maybe is, I don't know, 210, 220 pounds, not the most massive guy in the world. Maybe he's smaller than that. I'm not even sure. But he brings a wallop. He can absolutely hit. He likes to hit. He loves to get his nose into the action. You can tell that. And yet, obviously, with that body, you know, it comes, obviously, he's not linebacker size, is my point, but he kind of plays the run like a linebacker. But at that size, he has the the versatility of actually being able to cover players, especially running backs out of the backfield and, of course, tight ends too. Now, to me, the Missouri ne- the Missouri defense, we're going to need that extra body close to the line of scrimmage. I think this, this change, regardless of who the defensive coordinator was going to be this season, was really necessary because at times, lots of times last year, let's be real, that Missouri defense left – a ton to be desired, but just especially 
the RPO game and the quarterback run game and just, of course, the running game in general, Missouri was just getting shredded in the early part of the season. And just having another body on the line of scrimmage instead of a slot cornerback in Chris Abrams-Drain, who was really good in the passing game, but not exactly the the tackler that Martez Manuel is. That's nothing against Chris Abrams Drain. This is more of just a compliment toward the type of player that I think Martez Manuel is. I think he's much more suited again to be this sort of hybrid player that can really play the run and against the pass against certain tight ends and running backs, but to be a free safety to play, you know, 15, 20 yards off the line of scrimmage, I just don't think that's his strength. And I think this season I think Martez is going to set a career high in tackles, maybe get 90, 100 of them this year. I really think he could do that. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun watching Martez this coming season. Now, of course, this is the time of the season for optimism for just about every football program in the country. But let's forget about wins and losses for a second, because obviously the last few years, Missouri hasn't gotten off to the greatest of starts. And well, a lot of the interest and excitement around the program has tended to fizzle out by the time we turn the calendar to October. But here's my advice for all of you, if you're football fans, and this is why I never check out of a Missouri season, regardless of how it goes, because By God, we get to watch football again on Thursday. We should never, ever take it for granted because I can remember it was 10 years ago, I'd say, when it really felt like there was a huge contingent or at least movement of people, maybe perhaps a loud minority in retrospect, but a bunch of people who basically wanted football to go away. And certainly, there's been a lot of changes to the game over the last 10 or 15 years related to concussions, and just obviously we as people have figured out a lot of things that seem kind of obvious in retrospect about concussions and all that good stuff. And and the reality is, yes, no question that the game of football can be brutal. And by its nature, it's violent and mean and unforgiving and all that kind of stuff that that certain people are just not going to be drawn to. But you know what? Also, obviously, there are tons of people, including including a lot of young men from often disadvantaged backgrounds that are drawn to this game. A lot of hard young dudes that get that get sort of drawn into the vortex that is the that is what we call American football. And you know what? For as brutal and violent as this game can be. It's also the type of game that will bring a hard young man like that to tears. And not just because of the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat or injury or any of that stuff, and all of that's certainly part of it, but also just the camaraderie of having a bunch of other young men who are your teammates, people who are relying on you, people who you're going to, to use an inelegant analogy, you're going to war with them. You're putting your bodies on the line in some, in some fashion, not certainly in the, I'm not trying to compare it to to actual warfare, but again, football, a brutal and violent game where young men do get seriously hurt injuries that can last a lifetime, but really it's all about that camaraderie. And it's about, it is about just taking young men and molding them into real men 
and to taking that toxic masculinity, as it were, out of young men and teaching them what real manhood is all about. And so I just that process of seeing guys grow up, seeing just all these different personalities and and really just I also just have a deep admiration for just how tough these guys are, their athleticism obviously, but you know, I know I'm rambling here a little bit, but I do want to say that I'm very aware that in this in this aspect in this realm, I'm not a football player. I'm not I'm not in the arena. I'm just a critic. And you know what? Coming up, there's a great poem, actually, by former president, at least credited to former president Theodore Roosevelt, that actually fits this theme just perfectly that I want to share with all of you. But first, I want to tell you about BetOnline.net. And yes, for whatever reason, the Tigers remain off the board over at BetOnline.net. It seems like just about every other Division I team is there. The Tigers were Five and a half plus 115 if you went over. So, not sure what's going on there. Is there some information that the people over at Bet Online, ha- Online have that I don't? Not so sure, but either way, whether you want to bet on the Tigers, you want to bet on Major League Baseball, maybe you're a Cardinals fan, NFL, NBA, hockey, they've got you covered over at betonline.net with live in game betting scores, even podcasts. Yes, they truly have you covered with anything you could possibly want over at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day. The ultimate college football preview is here. Seven episodes jam-packed with college experts, local team experts, Odyssey College Football Insiders, everything you need for this upcoming college football season in one handy-dandy spot. So just search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So as I was talking very much at length, I suppose, in the first segment about why I love football and why I sort of feel bad at times for even doing this podcast. Because guess what? Who am I? I'm not in the arena. I'm just some just a critic, right? But then I remind myself, hey, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> you have plenty of critics too. You know, this thing really is a show. That's all this is. It's just it's supposed to be fun. And I just want everybody to know that I'm very aware that the real important stuff is what happens in the actual arena. And to that point, a great quote, a a poem, I would almost say. This is very poetic here, but I've seen this maybe credited elsewhere, but it seems like Theodore Roosevelt is is the most often credited person of the following quote here. I'm I'm just going to give it to you, and I think this is going to be a nice button to put on this discussion, and that is, it is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actively strive to do the deeds? 
Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in worthy cause? Who at the best knows, in the end, the triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. So as the former president clearly alluded to there, it isn't simply the the fear of physical violence or injury that keeps most people out of the arena, if you will. Think about the arena, the literal arena, and the figurative arenas of life that people will maybe talk themselves out of just based on fear. And again, not physical fear most of the time. Usually it's just the fear of actually doing what Teddy Roosevelt describes there, and that's giving it your all, especially in public, with the the very possibility that you could end up defeated, humiliated, whatever it might be, injured physically, mentally, emotionally, the whole thing, and yet you go out there and you do it again anyway. So it isn't just that that physical fear that has to be overcome on the football field that binds these teammates together, not only during this period, but for, for years to come, potentially in a lot of different relationships. These are relationships and bonds that are formed for, for lifetimes, without question. And yes, it's not only that type of, you get over the physical fear, but also the mental fear too. You get over, hey, I failed. Well, you got to come back and there's another game the next week and you come back and you do better the next week. You might even win the next week and you have all these experiences. Again, that's what changes men. That's what takes young men and turns them into real men, for lack of a better phrase. And, you know, regardless of wins or losses, to me, that's a hell of a compelling thing to watch each and every season. All right, I know I've been awfully philosophical here on this edition of Locked on Mizzou. So coming up, let's talk about some basketball. Let's get onto the hardwood, talk some real sports here, close out the segment after these quick messages. When it comes to all the names scheduled to visit Missouri for basketball this coming fall, there's really no need to list them all. I'll, I'll leave that to the recruiting experts. But all you really need to know at this point, a bunch of players, as many as, as a half dozen or so, top 150 prospects on their way to campus for official visits. And by the way, the ones who don't really have as big of a recruiting profile on the internet, at least, already do have at least high-profile, high-major offers from schools like Ole Miss and Kansas State. And by the way, Dennis Gates, of course, already off to a nice start with Trent Pierce and Anthony Robinson already in the fold, a couple top 150 players right there. And boy, it, it just feels like from where Missouri was last season, in basketball, it really feels like things are already turning around. And it just is amazing how much easier it can be, at least in theory, to turn things around in hoops. Again, at least at least on paper, right? We obviously still need to see results. We haven't seen a single basketball game yet. So obviously I don't want to go insane here. 
But the picture went from bleak, I would say, at the end of last season, possibly to be kind there, to one of cautious optimism, at least for me, in a real, real hurry. And it takes a lot longer to do that in football. It just simply does, even in the transfer portal era. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is a bit of a case for being patient with Eli Drinkwitz. Not that it matters, by the way, at this point, but if Barry Odom had not seemingly burned so many bridges in the athletic department, specifically with the athletic director, I probably would have been preaching patience with him all the way back in 2019 as well. Also, probably if he wouldn't have hired Derek Dooley as his offensive coordinator, uh, yeah, that would, have, that would have helped as well. But, again, I will get back. The transfer portal does train does definitely change the, the dynamic a little bit on, on how quickly you can plug holes, for instance. Hey, Missouri may have plugged a real good one with, with Tyron Hopper at linebacker this year, hopefully. But, to me, that's still not a, a program builder, in my opinion. You still have to build the foundation with actual high school players, regardless of especially in football, but just as much so in basketball almost, I would say, because I just don't think you can just have the one-year players over and over again and expect that long-term that's going to work out. I think that for this coming season, Dennis Gates and company are doing the right thing with their roster building, sort of build the bridge to the sort of first high school class of players, but really overall, this approach in basketball should really build a good foundation, unlike, unfortunately, how the Porter experiment turned out. Because, well, we all know how that turned out. We don't have to relitigate that for the millionth time. But not only did the Porters have such injury problems, Jonte and Michael, that is, but of course, Blake Harris didn't stick around, CJ Roberts didn't stick around. Neither one of those guys was all that good, ultimately. Ultimately, anyway, Jeremiah Tillman was really the one guy who stuck around and stuck around and was a major player for Missouri for four years. But it just seems like if if Conzo Martin could have maybe had a had hit the reset button and thought, you know, what if I could have not done the Porter thing and maybe tried this approach? Maybe long term it would have went better. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying that anybody did anything wrong there. Considering where Missouri was, maybe considering, maybe under any circumstances, but certainly considering how bad Missouri had been recently in the Kim Anderson era, there was no way you could just be like, oh, you're basically gifting us the the number two recruiting class in the country or whatever it was. You got to take that. There's no way you can pass that up. Unfortunately, it just went worse than anybody could have possibly anticipated. Just maybe an interesting sort of what if there, but more importantly, I just think Dennis Gates is really starting to build a good foundation for this program already. If he just gets a couple of those, maybe half dozen names or so, boy, we're off to a great start in terms of high school recruiting. But you know what? Thanks again for joining me on Locked on Mizzou. Hopefully the football team will be off to a great start next week. I'll certainly be with you for game week. All types of, we're going to be talking Louisiana Tech, injuries, whatever, depth chart nuggets, Eli Drinkwitz. Perhaps at some point he'll give us some information on high. We'll just have to wait and see. Hold out our hands and beg for more. But you know what? Make your second listen 
Locked on SEC with Chris Gordy. Just a great collection of guests he has each and every week. If you want to hear more than just about Missouri, you want to hear about the opponents around the league, you got to check out Locked On SEC, wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks for listening to Locked on Missouri.